This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Pepe Ruka, a socially conscious Kenyan lifestyle design house that loves Kenya, Africa, and trees. Welcome and karibu to another episode of Nipe Story. This is a fortnightly podcast that brings you audio versions of short stories from Kenya and across the continent. I'm your host, Kevin Mwachiro. On this episode, we're featuring The Feast by Rose Odengo. It was electric at the stadium. Crowds swelled and oozed over the walls. You only live once. No one's got the right to make me choose what I don't want to do. It's my life. The crowd roared and went wild. Thousands upon thousands from across the city had gone in to see Rabid. The band wasn't one to disappoint. They had just launched a new album, Sumo, and that was the talk of the city. It was estimated that the six million youth would be swarming in to see their favorite band. Tickets were sold out three months prior. This morning, the stadium was so packed, the air above it was thick, stinking of heavy perspiration with gratitude to the December heat. Brows polka-dotted with sweat, eyes squinting to see from the distance, saliva playing target practice as people spat out the lyrics of each song. Others trying to gyrate in the small foot space they had. The security team had ferried a thousand fainters and counting within the first two hours of the event. When it came to Rabid, no curtain raises were allowed. It was five hours straight of hits back to back. In the distance, a scuffle had begun and died. Initially, it was caused by the fainters. One man who was seated on his friend's shoulders, waving frantically, had seen the slight scuffle. It looked like someone had knocked over the first domino to set off a chain reaction. But a preemptive move by those closer to the wave center killed the potential mess. Kevo! Kevo! Ebu Cheki! Cheki! Maish called out excited and impatiently. Nichekinini, when do you call place poor kuona? Until we can uku down. Kevo bobbed his head as he spoke. Down, quish, quisha. Kevo sang along out loud in sync with the band. The two continued to scream, make whooping sounds and yell in jubilation. That was the best 500 bob the two of them had spent. Swale, who wasn't as short as Maish, had offered to stand by Kevo's side and let Maish experience life yawase so. Swale always rubbed it in Maish's face that it was pretty short. Maish was five foot four, Swale and Kevo were six foot. But despite being high above most of the crowd, the heat and stuffiness was beginning to affect him. Swale had ignored Kevo's offer of water earlier, giving a stupid supposed macho remark. Maji, nyawadhi kamawewe, water for the weak. I am Sumu! He yelled Sumu repeatedly. Now, the only sumo that was apparent to him was the acidity building in his own tummy that needed a cooler. Maish and Kevo had drank all the water, and with the swarming crowds, there wasn't anywhere to buy some. Swale tried singing along as a distraction from his thirst with his boys, but 15 minutes in, he couldn't do it anymore. He needed a drink. There was an attempt at the Mexican wave in the stadium. It made things worse for Swale. The person next to him seemed to have missed his shower hour for a month because whatever emerged from his raised arms was about to clear the stadium. Swale coughed so hard he fell on other fans who shoved him away. 
About three and a half hours in, Swale wasn't going to make it any longer. Just before he passed out, he felt something wet sprinkle on him. It was cooling and relieving, but it was unusually sticky. He flipped his head backward. He thought it was a little drizzle. The sprinkle felt more consistent with a paint splatter on his wall. He opened his eyes and looked at his hand. It was red. He rubbed his index finger and thumb together to feel the texture. Sticky. He smelt it and shook his head. He looked around. Crowds were still cheering. Sumo was playing electrically. Locks flung in the air like Giuliani's. But as he turned to look, there was a steady pileup of seizing bodies. Blood was spraying from severed arteries. Swale tapped Kevo's shoulder. Kevo shrugged him off and shook his shoulders in dance to the music. Maish! Maish! Pinduka! Jackie! Swale yelled. Maish showed him the one-finger salute and began to yell along to the lyrics. Swale was now sweating profusely and shaking. Whatever was killing people was moving fast. There was no sound or sight of anything. Any direction Swale looked, bodies piled up, seizing. A second look to verify saw the body count increase moving faster in his direction. He started screaming, but it was futile at a concert. All of a sudden, there was a crash. And the band began to bleed through their eyes. The crowd went wild. Manze special effects are so many normal, Joe. Maish cheered. Amazing props and makeup is what they thought. The crowd went wild. Then the band fell one by one like dominoes and began to seize on stage. Their eyes popped violently out of their sockets like golf balls in the air. Then screaming and a stampede ensued. Every man for himself. Swale grabbed Kevo by the t-shirt and yanked him backward. The jolt and the stampeding crowd caused Kevo and Maish to topple over. There was a woman on the ground screaming and pummeling in the air. Then out of nowhere, they saw her neck being sliced open and blood gushing out. The woman drenched everyone around her. The trio was now on the ground. People began to climb over them. Blood-curdling screams filled the stadium. People flew in midair and landed on each other. Those Swale had seen seizing earlier vanished. There was no sign of where they went or what was killing people. Kevo suddenly began to scream hysterically, kicked violently and repeatedly an inch away from something. Swale yelled out at him. He was sandwiched between people and couldn't escape. Kevo reached a hand out. But it was too late. Blood splattered. The Feast was read and written by Rose Odengo. Rose describes herself as a brand storyteller and content creator on a mission to redefine the African narrative. She uses her skills in journalism, copywriting and fiction writing, what she calls her storytelling triage to share the brilliance of Africa with the world. To know more about her and her work, visit roseodengo.com. Just a quick production note. Wednesdays will now be our upload day. After much thought and play, it's been decided that um, a midweek upload will work best for the various parties involved that get this podcast together. So make a note. Wednesdays is Nipe Story Day. Oh, every day is Nipe Story Day. But Wednesday really is the day we'll be uploading our new episodes. This episode has been brought to you in partnership with Peperuka. Peperuka make apparel, home decor, and gift items that amuse, inspire, and spread joy. Check them out on Instagram. Their handle is at Peperuka World. Me, personally, I love 
what they are doing. And I know you will too. Thank you, Pepe Ruka. If you have a short story that you'd like to share with us, please email us at producer at fingerpiano.co.ke. Make sure your word content is between 750 to 4,500 words. A Nipe story is available to download wherever you get your podcast from. Please write a review and rate the podcast and tell your people about our podcast. You can follow us here on SoundCloud. On Facebook, we are Nipe Story. And on Twitter, our handle is Nipe underscore story. Nipe Story is a finger piano production. <laughs>